Hello and welcome into The Ringerverse, a podcast here on The Ringer Podcast Network. My name is Charles Holmes. I'm a staff writer and host of The Ringer Music Show, and I'm joined here today with my friend Jomi, a.k.a. the Chief Meme Officer of The Ringer. Yo, Jomi, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. I got my Dodgers jersey on. I'm feeling it, man. I'm ready to talk Invincibles. Let's go. Go. All right, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say something real quick. You want today's a special day. You want to know why today's a special day? Why today's special day, Charles? Tell me. Technically, this is the first crossover episode here at the Ringerverse. Oh, you know what I'm saying? When this is a crossover yeah. episode, <laughs> uh, the superheroes, the teams are merging. You, you're there with Mallory Rubin yes, on every Tuesday. Yes. I'm with Van Lathan on Fridays, but they they brought us here for, for a special surprise episode. You know what the I'm saying? The first Marvel DC crossover. Let's go. I'm we're excited. En- we're literally entering the Ringerverse right now. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Let's go. All right, but but before, we got some, we got some housekeeping. Today, we're here for a very special episode giving our instant reactions to the Amazon animated series Invincible, which is based on the early 2000s comic book by Robert Kirkman. The first three episodes debuted over the weekend, so we're going into our general thoughts, describe our history with the comics, and what we'd like to see over the course of this season. But before we do that, I gotta make sure y'all tap in for the rest of the week's Ringerverse content. Yo, At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity, the unplanned, the unexpected, an inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue, a surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland, watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. This episode is brought to you by Brooks. Calling all running nerds, Brooks has just dropped the Go 16, a sweet name for an even sweeter shoe. If you're looking for comfort for that morning jog or when you're hopping on that treadmill, look no further than the Go 16, which has a nitrogen-infused cushioning. That means it's nice, soft, and lightweight. So you got the comfort, but you don't sacrifice the speed. Turn those everyday miles into everyday endorphins and the better-than-ever Brooks Go 16. Click or tap the banner to learn more. Jomi, can I list off what we have going on this week? It's pretty hot. It's pretty hot. Oh, man. Go go deep, bro. Go deep. All right. On Tuesday, Mallory Rubin will be answering all of your Falcon and Winter Soldier questions. Then on Wednesday, we got Van Lathan and some special guests diving deep into HBO Max's Godzilla vs. King Kong. And last but certainly not least on Friday, we'll have another First Reactions podcast for the third episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. But now, back to Invincible. For those that don't know, Invincible uh, premiered this weekend um, on Amazon. It's a comic book series that was made in the early 2000s by Robert Kirkman. And everybody knows uh, Mr. Kirkman as the guy who created the hit sensation Walking Dead. So honestly, Invincible is actually his um was a comic that he made before Walking Dead for Image Comics. Should I should I give him a a nice uh summation of who Invincible is? Give him a little give him a little breakdown of it. Like give him a little, give taste, him a little taste, a little sampler. 
All right, yeah. So basically, the the way I would describe Invincible is it's almost like a take on Spider-Man and Superman. You have this young kid called Mark Grayson without powers in the beginning of the show and the comics, but he's the son of Omni-Man, who is this world's Superman. He is he is the top dog superhero. And we follow Mark Grayson, and he's basically like, when am I going to get powers? When am I going to get powers? When am I going to get powers? And then, bam, all of a sudden, one day, it happens. He gets super strength, he gets flight, and he's thrust into this world of superheroes. He's fighting bad guys, fighting aliens, having joining this uh, world's Teen Titans, and uh, learning from his dad some things that he uh, does know and down the line some things that he will end up finding out. Is that is that is that a good kind of lead in for who Invincible is, Joe? Did I do I think job? that's a, I think that's a great great summary. He killed it. He killed so. It. Show me what is what is your uh, history with Invincible? Were you reading the comics? Did you come fresh into the Amazon series? Let me know. I will tell you straight up. I had no idea what this show was when I got into it. Didn't read the <laughs> comics. You know, I didn't even see like the ads. You know, I just woke up one day. I was like, all right, let me check what everybody's watching this week. And people were talking about Invincible. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, animated superhero stuff. I love that stuff. You know, I, I grew up watching Teen Titans, you know, Batman. So, okay, you know, I was okay. like, I'm into it. Let me see what's happening. And I watched episode one and I was like, oh, this is this is it right here. I, I need more of this. <laughs> this show. And I, I marathoned the rest of the series, you know, throughout the weekend. This show, I think I think honestly, like even just watching the first three episodes, it has a chance to be really special. Mm, this is this is what I love to see because I I started reading Invincible during its original run in the early 2000s. So this is this is my favorite, one of my favorites, top five comic book series of all time. Uh, and I think what you what you see in the first three episodes is Invincible is a show about subverting comic books and superheroes because they take the things that we love and know about superheroes and they twist it just a little bit to make it a little more violent, a little bit more demented. And the thing about Robert Kirkman that I think people love about him is you can tell that he has a little bit of a dark side. Whether it's Walking Dead, whether it's Invisible, he likes, just he likes the bit. guts, just a he likes bit. the gore. So me talking to Jomi right now, somebody who can come into Invincible Fresh is so, so funny. So when when you're plopped into this technicolor world, Jomi, like were you were you kind of expecting the left turns that the show would take? Because I would say for like the first 30 minutes, it's just kind of a run-of-the-mill superhero show. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, you know, coming in, I thought honestly thought we're getting like a little, you know, a little more PG, you know, type thing from Amazon and superheroes. You know, they got the okay. boys, which is his own different monster so i thought oh you know we're gonna come in here see some light you know father-son bonding you know like it's gonna be real cool <laughs> seeing how he navigates this this thing and then it just wasn't like that <laughs> all of a sudden it just wasn't that and i was like okay oh I'm, yeah I'm we're, we're not gonna spoil it but that last minute twist i think that the series hinges on it because it takes it from like your cartoon network teen titans into almost like harley quinn land where you're like oh oh they're doing something completely different with this show it changes the entire game honestly like it takes like you said like it takes it from being like oh this is pretty cool it's something i watch with my you know my, my brother you know my little my little cousins to being like oh snap it's a whole different level of 
of things that are about to happen here. You know, we don't want to spoil it for y'all, you know, but it's it takes the show to a different level that I cannot wait to see explored in future episodes and future seasons. Like it's it's incredible. I talked to Robert Kirkman um for the show. And the funny thing that people may not know is that when he was writing the comics, what it takes the episode, uh episode one, that big twist, I think it took him six or seven issues of the comic coming out monthly to get to. So what ended up happening is like Robert Kirkman thought that the comic would be would be canceled within like the first 13 issues because you have to think like six waiting six, seven months to find out that this isn't just your normal superhero show is a lot. And what Invincible does in that first 40 minutes is is condense that storyline. And I wanted to ask you, we're we're used to 30 minute superhero cartoons. How did you feel as a viewer coming in, knowing that this is going to be 45, 15 minutes? This is, they're treating this almost like an hour-long drama in the same way that they treat the boys. Yeah, I, th- I, I, thought, it, I thought it was interesting. I was like, okay, you know, this is going to be something that like, you know, I'll, 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 I'll peep it out, you know, like, let's see, you know, what this is going to be. I honestly thought it was going to be like the boys light, you know what I'm saying? Like, in terms of like the adultness of it. You know, but that first 30 minutes is real, like, it's real, again, like, it's real PG. I'm thinking, like, <laughs> this is something, this is something, you know, Teen Titans Go type stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it, it just, it just shifts, like, on a, on a dime. It doesn't give you a second to process. It's just like, boom. And, like, I'll say, full stop, I saw, I saw it coming. I saw something coming. You know what I'm saying? You I'm, saw again, something, so you knew it by, by, by I, almost I knew then. it by, like, by, like, minute 30. You know, I knew something was off, you know, but then like, but again, like the spectacle of it is just, it's just special. And and, we, and we're talking, we haven't even talked about the voice talent on this show. Oh, the voice talent is stacked. Let me run through it. Let me run through it really quick. I have it. We have uh, Mark Grayson is played by Stephen Yoon from Walking Dead fame. Uh, Nolan Grayson, his father, who plays Omni-Man, is J.K. Simmons. Debbie Grayson is Sandra Oh. So, like, already there, stacked. Rex Blow, Jason Manzukis, the robot, played by Zachary Quinto. So, already they are lined up and have just such a stacked roster. What did you think of the voice talent? I mean, Bezos bucks, man. You know, when you got that type of money, you can get anybody you want, man. Like just listening to, you know, all the the actors and actresses, like they were they were killing it. And I'm like, like it takes you into that their world, you know, because it's easy to get, you know, you can get anybody to come voice check, sit in a booth, you know, talk for a couple hours and get that check. You know what I'm saying? It's easy. You know, but these everybody's putting like hard into it. Like I've never, I've never heard Sandra O oh do you know voiceover. She's out there, she's doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like J.K. Simmons, he was he was Tenzin and Cora. You know, so I've got experience with him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He and was tense. He was Tenzin. Then we got a uh, Commissioner Gordon in the Snyderverse. He was uh, J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man films. So my man, like off top, already a legend. We got four classic performances, and he kills it in this. Yeah, he's like, he's just really, really, really talented. And I mean, it goes for the whole cast. Like everybody's like putting their all into it. And so you, when you feel that energy watching it, you know, especially after episode one, you're like, wow, like I want to, I want to see more. If we break down kind of the, the business of 
Invincible. It's clear why it's hitting Amazon. They had a runaway hit with the boys. And I think what's funny is, is that for a lot of people, they're going to think is like, oh, are they just doing an animated version of the boys? Is this just boys light? <laughs> but kind of what's funny is that Invincible came before the boys. The boys as a comic released in 2006, Robert Kirkman released Invincible in 2003. And what's funny is this was all part of a trend that was happening in Image Comics um, and just all independent comics in general. You had Robert Kirkman who was doing Invincible Walking Dead. You had Mark Millar. He was hitting it out of the park with like, Things like Wanted, you had Brian K. Vaughn with Ex Machina, Why the Last Man. And all of these things were deconstructing comic books. They were deconstructing superheroes. And I think what people will see when you watch Invincible is that this is a show about deconstructing, like, what would happen if we had heroes in this real-world setting? How violent would it be? How how gory would it be? Um, what are the What are the big choices, you know? Yeah, I I think the thing I love a lot about the show is that it doesn't shy away from like these things, the you know the the accidents that happen and the effect they have on people, you know, like you know again not to spoil it, but there's a scene where one of the characters has to has to deal with the aftermath of of an event, and you can just you can feel the pain in their voice, and you're like wow, like you know in most super, you know Marvel movies people die all the time and they just, you know, go back to Avengers Mansion and go hang out and play play cards or whatever. But in this show, really has you grappling with the effects of being a hero is hard, being a hero is tough, you know? And I, and I love that. I love, you know, seeing the ethos of being of being a superhero. It's, it's really important. And it just brings a, a heft to the show that, like, a lot of superhero shows, you know, don't have, you know, these days. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. All right, we're going to take a quick break and when we get back we're in spoiler land on everything invincible this episode is brought to you by brooks calling our running nerds brooks has just dropped the go 16 a sweet name for an even sweeter shoe if you're looking for comfort for that morning jog or when you're hopping on that treadmill look no further than the go 16 which has a nitrogen infused cushioning that means it's nice soft and lightweight so you got the comfort but you don't sacrifice the speed turn those everyday miles into everyday endorphins and the better than ever brooks go 16 click or tap the banner to learn more this episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, and we are back. One thing I want to say to everyone, we're sounding off the big spoiler warning siren. Maybe, you know, Steven, our producer, can give me a siren. <laughs> spoiler alert, all right? Get out of here, all right? We're getting into everything. So uh, if you don't want anything spoiled, please press pause, watch the show, and then come back. We'll still be here. We're not going anywhere. We'll we're not still going be anywhere. Here. You know, we're going to crack open a few brewskis. We're, we're doing the thing. So, Jomi, <laughs> we, we do this thing. We do this thing here. On, on the Instant Reactions pod where we try to break down what happens in the episode within 30 seconds. Do you think I could do it? I've got faith. I'm going to set the timer. Maybe we could do a little, a little sound sound thing. We're going to set the timer and I'm going to see if I can break down what happened in 30 seconds. 
<laughs> all right. All right. And go. All right. So we got Mark Grayson. He is the son of Omni-Man, this Earth Superman. He gets powers. He's like, whoa, I got powers. They fight some aliens. Omni-Man uh, kills this world's version of the justice league we have a demon uh damien darkhold i believe his name is who's like i'm gonna figure out what omni man has done and invincible aka mark grayson is none the wiser he's just training to be a superhero under his dad and i think that's 30 seconds did i do it did i do it (laughs) you know what honestly i gotta give you a 10 out of 10 i think you nailed it you got all the key points in there you know, great job. Great Shout job. out to my man, Van. That is way harder than I thought it was. I've been giving him shit <laughs> for like, honestly, and for you, the last three episodes. you had to do three episodes too. You had to do three episodes. That's special. That's special. Shout out to my man, Van. That is way harder than I, uh, that I remembered. Yo, but Jomi, dig it deeper. Did I miss anything? What were, what were some of the, the big reveals as a first time invincible watcher that you were like, oh man, it's going down. I, th- I think you you took care of everything. You know, again, the big reveal at the end of the first episode is, uh, you know, that uh, Omni-Man takes out Dollar Store Justice League. Yeah, um, Dollar Store yeah. Justice League. Trader Joe's Justice League. We doing them like that? <laughs> Listen, I'm a first-time watcher. I'm looking at them like, oh, look, that, okay, that's supposed to be Batman. <laughs> okay, oh, that's supposed to be Wonder Woman. I know they have names in universe, but I'm just looking, oh, that's supposed to be Superman. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the Flash. That's you know? Green Lantern. <laughs> All right, so when you were watching this, at the end of episode one, we have Omni-Man. He's surrounded by what you call the dollar store justice league. Then that world's Flash tries to come up on him, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Were you, yeah. when when Omni-Man finally, like, gets it cracking, and he basically takes his hand and squeezes this this flashes head like a watermelon. What was going through your mind? Well, let me let me preface it by saying this. I knew that was coming. All right. You knew it was coming. I knew I knew something was about to happen. Cause let me let me break it down for you real quick. All, all right? right. Let me take you back. So I'm I'm a big fan of J.K. Simmons, all right? Like mm-hmm. I've been watching that guy basically my whole life. And he's a terrific actor, right? And so, like, through episode one, I'm listening to him. I'm like, Man, is is J.K. Simmons phoning it in right now? Because you know he's just talking to his son. It just seemed it just seemed real like bare bones. Like it was just like, yes, Mark, you have to fly here, Mark. And I was like, I just what's going on? But something <laughs> because again, like I've seen J.K. in in Legend of Korra. I seen him in Whiplash. Even in the Farmers commercials, he brings it right. Wait, can I also say you do a really really good J.K. Simmons? Impression? Can you give me give me it one more time? Give me the J.K. J.K. Simmons impression one more time. Listen, Mark, fly here, Mark. You got to hit me in the in the sternum, Mark. <laughs> it's just it was it was just it was real straightforward. I'm like, I know this dude. I know this dude has talent. Like he can't be phoning it in right now. So someone's like, he's hiding something. He's an op, right? I don't know. Like again, it's episode one. I don't know the whole universe yet. But something told me, like, all right, this guy's an op, right? And so when the, you know, Dollar Store Justice League, they all assemble, and, like, he's not there, I'm like, hey, bro, where's Omni-Man? And and then Red Rush pushes Immortal out the way, you know, of Omni-Man. I'm like, oh, it's cracking. He, 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 he's a snitch. He's about to, he's about to get them guys out the paint. And just that. (laughs) And then the next 10 minutes, man, are just... Are, it's 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 incredible that entire scene 
is fantastic. Like he sends all them dudes pack and he puts them in a pack, rolls them up and smokes them out of there, man. That was just incredible. And like, it had me hooked. Like that's what I knew. Like I want to see this whole thing through. So, so that's actually a good, a great kind of segue to my next question. I wanted to know, like for someone who I remember reading the comics as they were coming out, the first episode covers, I think six or seven comics as a viewer. Would you have been as enthralled if you didn't get that final scene? Would you have clicked on like the second episode as fast if they like if there was no Omni Man getting busy, like ready to fuck shit up? I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, like watching the the series, like the first 40, 40 minutes or so, they're interesting. Like, let me not take that away from the it's show. It's a little bland. The first the first forty minutes, it's not bad, but you, it's we've seen it before, you know. And it's like, what's the hook? What's the hook? That's exactly the point. It's like I know what this is. I've seen this a thousand times before. Like, it's good. It's fine. But, you know, what's going to, you know, keep me coming back each week on this weekly release schedule? And then, bam, it hits. And, and like, it sucks you all the way in. What do you think? We are we are in a, a place right now as a culture where it seems like we are super, super into evil Superman. You know, we got Zack Snyder. We got the Snyder Cut. We saw evil Superman getting busy. You know, you know the boys. Yeah. We see all of that. Now we have the third show, Invincible. What do you think as a viewer, like, why do we, why is that like the little serotonin in our brain, our little lizard brains are like, oh, evil Superman's going to work? Yeah. Like, what, what is this about? <laughs> well, I mean, Jesse Eisenberg, you know, Lex Luthor said it best. If God is all powerful, then he cannot be all good. Right. And I think With the bar, <laughs> I think that's something we want to see, like, what happens when the people who are supposed to be protecting us, you know, our symbols of hope, our symbols of freedom, you know, go nuts, you know, and want to <laughs> destroy everything. And there's nothing we can do to stop them. Right. There's nothing you can do to put put those guys away. I think it's I think it's an interesting, you know, concept. And we're getting more and more of it, like you said, because we live in a world where like, you know, it's not you know, it's not ideal. You know, it's pretty dark times out here. You know what I'm saying? And so we're really leaning into that. Like, what if, you know, our symbols had the same negativity that, you know, we do? Mm, the same human foibles as we do. I, exactly. Yeah. They're supposed to be, you know, flawless, you know, powerful. You know, what if, you know, they had a bad day and decided, you know what? Who needs the earth? Right. Mm. You know, I think it's something, you know, worth looking into. And we're I, we're going to get more of it on this episode, on this series. I. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how this differentiates from, you know, like evil Superman, you know, injustice Superman, that type of stuff. But like I said, I'm excited to see it. I'm very much excited to see it. To you, what uh, what's the most effective part of the first three episodes? Because I'll, I'll be honest, watching the first three, I'm different because like I know what everything is happening. So I think actually the effective part of having read the series is that like a lot of things get room to breathe where yeah. if this was like a 30 minute show, they mm -hmm. would have to rush through a bunch of different plot points, but yeah. you get to, to feel for Mark. He has that Spider-Man type of uh, trajectory where, you know, he's bad with women. He can't shoot his <laughs> shot. He's, he's bad with women yet still pulls him. You know, Stop, bro. <laughs> that's like, the energy. <laughs> the whole Amber plot, man, I'm like, dog, this man really got no swag whatsoever. Hey, but he is working. And, like, 
and that's one of the things like I like about the show. You know, I'm very much into romantic. You know, like uh, you know, love triangles. You know, will they, won't they? Like I love that in the show. So immediately, you know, I see like okay, Amber is gonna be there, and then episode two pops up, and you see Eve, and I'm like, oh, it's about to go well, down. All right, bro. so who's uh, who are you shipping, Mark and Eve, or Mark and Amber, man? Because you don't know what's gonna happen. Who are you looking for? All right, let me let me let me break it down real quick. So. <laughs> Off, off, like, off, nah, let me, look, I, I've been thinking a lot about this. Like I said, this is a good show. You know, it, it puts, it's a, it's a brainworm, you know, it gets in, you got to think, you know? So like, you know, this is my objective opinion. All okay, right, here's okay. what I think is going to go down. You know, Mark and Amber are going to talk, you know, get a little You saw the epi- end of episode three that was macking on the bed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I feel like, you know. Eve's going to come in and pull and, and pull Mark at the last second. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what's going to go down okay. at that front. Personally, personally, Amber got there first, right? That's one. You know, you got to respect that. So Eve got to mm. back up. Although I, I can see, I can already see it, you know, because. I don't see a Mark, ring on the finger, Joe. Uh, that's where we got to disagree. Come on, man. Come Mark, on, man. You know, it's splitting the superhero life and the regular life. Amber's going to be in the regular life. Eve's going to be in her superhero life. It's going to be tough. You know, which one does he want to go by? I got to go with Amber. You know, my girl Zazie Beats. You know what I'm saying? I got to rock with her. You know, I can't rock with Britta. You know, like, come on, man. Again, that's going to be like a defining part of the show. Like, what does Mark do, you know, with his hero and his superhero life? You know, I I want to see it. I want to get into it. You know, that's going to be that's going to be an exciting thing to to see over this season and hopefully future seasons. Joe, 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 my God, I want to spoil it so bad for you, but I'm oh, not. Please I'm don't. Not, bro. I'm not going to, man. <laughs> I'm not going to. You know, the Ringiverse crowd. I'm on. A, I'm on a. Uh, I'm on a razor's edge with them. They love oh, me one minute, hey, listen, they hate me the next. You listen, know what I'm saying? I'm listen, trying to listen, Charles. Let me let me let me take you behind the curtain a little bit. So, you know, as chief meme officer, you know, I run a couple <laughs> social channels on on the ringer.com. And uh Charles, bro, they 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 putting you in a pack right now, Ooh. bro. And your mentions, bro. Ooh, they they light you up, bro. <laughs> no, I feel like I redeemed myself this week a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not all the way there, but I redeemed myself just a little bit. Now nah, you go. You gonna be back? Don't worry about it. you coming back. Jordan ninety six ninety seven, bro. Don't worry Ooh, about. it. That's what I like to hear, Jomi. Let's go. Let's go to the to the. I would say probably the most important relationship on Invincible. How do you feel about the chemistry between you know Mark, aka Invincible, and his dad Omni Man? Obviously, J.K. Simmons, Omni Man, Stephen Yoon. It's really special, you know, because you can see, you know, even. Even as I said, like, it seems like J.K. was phoning it in in the first episode, but you can see, like, you can, like, kind of hear how much he wants this for his son. Mark really wants the powers. And J.K. or, you know, Omni-Man wants to share it with with him, you know, but it's taking too long. You know, he's, he's you know, what, like, 17, 18, you know, like, when are these powers going to kick in? And they finally do. And, like, now they can finally, you know, bond, like, on a, on a level you know, that he doesn't have with his mom and stuff like that. And so to see that relationship grow, you know, even though we know like what's going on with Omni-Man, right? To see that relationship, you know, grow between like throwing the ball across the world, flying with each other, you know, having conversations, you know, while while flying. It's like, it's really beautiful. And like, I know, you know, the series is going to, you know, whatever happens is, is going to be invincible on one side, Omni-Man on the other side. And so, like, I'm devastated that, like, it's going to come crashing down. But, like, as Tell it's me, building, I'm so afraid for you. Are you ready to get your heart broken? I don't know if, like, 
I don't know if you're ready for it. I'm not. You know, I'm not. It's because, again, it's beautiful to see, you know, father, son, you know, getting to, you know, it feels like they're they're learning each other for the first time. It's honestly like you love to see it. But like, again, like as a story, as somebody who engages in superhero stories, you know, you see it. I know exactly where it's headed <laughs> and it's going to be tough. Frankly, I don't think I don't think Invincible can rock with Omni-Man right now. So we it's it's a whole Gohan Goku situation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a whole Gohan, we bring a little anime into the Ringiverse. They're going to kill me for that. We're just sprinkling it. You know, bring a little maggots here. Come on now. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to see Invincible get clapped by his boss. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Dog, I don't like I'm not going to say anything right now, but I mean, I'm just going off I'm just going off what I see, right? We know what's going to happen. We know we know the tropes of at least what is going to happen. If like at some point Mark is going to have to find out what Omni-Man is up to and and, and like story-wise what we know about stories, they're going to have to go at it. And right now Invincible's not built for that life right now. He's he, not ready. Yeah. He's not a ready couple for times time. he goes out like a punk. What what's the episode where they're fighting the aliens? Um, they're fighting the aliens and these these Martians or whatever you want to call them. They age, you know. And uh, the funniest thing is that like these aliens are are giving it to them. They come back oh, a couple yeah. times and they're killing all these people. And I think at one point, Mark like <laughs> like hurts an old woman and he just falls <laughs> apart. He falls yeah. flat. Like he's not yeah. built for this life. And I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. Mark, like really? Like this is your son of Omni Man. Get up there. Come on, man. You know? <laughs> well that's well that's like part of the show that I love. Like a lot of a lot of you know superhero things we watch, you know, we don't get to see what happens to the people after the fight. You know, like they save the day and then the heroes go and we 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 don't know what happens to the people who mm. got affected. And especially that episode in particular, episode two, you know, he takes her to the hospital, you know, he's visiting her, making sure, you know, A, she all right. And then to find out like she didn't make it, you know, despite him trying his best efforts, you know, for his his first attempt to saving the world, it didn't help. You know, that lady, you know, she passed. But to see, you know, how hurt he was, you know, how affected he was by it, like that's that's a different level of of ethos that I didn't honestly expect from this show. And that's why, like, on many different levels, this show, like, I think it has potential to be like really, really, really incredible. That's actually a question from the outside looking in that I want to know is like, I already love Robert Kirkman. I already love Invincible, so I'm gonna give it that chance. Do you think that an audience will give this type of show a chance? Because it is a risk that every episode we're doing the hour drama format it's animated and and it's not as recognizable as a harley quinn um like harley quinn you know if you've been watching batman the animated series since you were young in decades ago like you know her as a character where invincible is a little bit harder of a bet and you were patient you got to the final minutes of the first episode do you think that people are going to be willing to give it that type of chance that this show needs oh 100 percent. again because you know the ending of episode one is is incredible and then going you know going forward you know wanting to see those relationships grow you know between whether it's mark amber mark eve you know mark and his father mark and his mother you know seeing all those relationships develop over time i think is you know isn't is important i think we'll get to think people would want to see that but ultimately like i mean for me honestly that's a major part of the hook but i just love it when omni man goes crazy like and and episode one was incredible, but then at the end of episode two, when he's when he's sending them uh, those aliens, bro, packing man, 
it's it's honestly like I mean it's part of like you know the animation is just spectacular. It's, it's, wait, you it's like really the animation? All right, let's go. Let's go no, into no, no, wait, wait, wait. let's go into the let's go into what we think is not as effective. Okay, this is this is the negative. This is the this is the time when like they tear my <laughs> ass up for my trash video. Like this. <laughs> Here's what I'll say about the animation, right? There's this thing in, uh, it's a Japanese term called Sakura, right? Mm-hmm. Where, like, they take, like, they make sure, like, the animation for, like, whatever this amount of time is, is deft and special. Yes. Right? Like, for the fight scenes, you know, for this fight scenes, this is where the budget for the episode went. Exactly. That's what I, that's what I mean. Like, the fight at the end of episode one, where he fights Dollar Store Justice League, and at the end of episode two, where he's going through, that entire planet, like that's the stuff I was like, all right, this is, this looks good. I will say like some of the background extra, it do look like, you know, it's a Tomb Raider 2003 out there. That's what I'm talking about, Joby. I got him on my side. So there are, there are set pieces in this where, where it looks spectacular. The animation, how they're fighting. I'm like, all right, yo, Bezos dropped some money. Oh no, on Basil's it. bucks was being spent, bro. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. But when they're not being spent, those mm. backgrounds look rough, my dude. The yeah. the people running in the background, I'm like, woof, man, this is <laughs> this is like OG PlayStation type graphics. Like, what is going on? Yeah, and we yeah. live in a world, you know, I don't know if you into like you know, we're in a world where we watching Jujutsu Kaisen, what's happening over there. We watching what's happening in Demon Slayer and all these things. I'm like, bro, come on, y'all couldn't call Mappa. Like, we couldn't get some like, <laughs> we couldn't get a little bit, like a little bit uh, extra level. Come on, I'm willing to chalk it up to quarantine. You know, they working from home. It's a tough. You know what I'm saying? It's tough. You know, I'm gonna let them slide on season one. You know, we'll see what happens when the world gets back to normal. And you know, if season if office. season one's as successful as I hope it will be. I need them to come come with it a little bit more season two. And listen, the cast is expensive already, bro. They, you, know, you know that's the where cast. they drop most of the money. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? So the cast got to get some money. They don't leave a lot for the animation, you know? Ah, you got to be got to decisions, decisions, you know? <laughs> all right, all right. See, that's that's my only that's my only little negativity of the of the podcast, of the episode. We're going to keep it light. But you know, like, <laughs> I just didn't want to seem like I was the only one hating. Nah, it's not. I mean, again, like it's not a, it's not even a big deal. It's just really like, you know, if you if you know if you've been watching animated shows for as long as we have, you know, you notice things like that. We're like, that looks a little off, or that looks a little cheap. <laughs> but it didn't take away from it too much. It didn't take away from the impact. That's not worry. Like because again, when the animation is good, it's good. <laughs> it's good. So, so like that's so, not that's not gonna ruin it for me at all. No, no sir. So since I've read 144 issues of this. I'm not I like I'm not going to give my usual predictions. I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil it cuz I know what's going to happen. But what I want to do for this special episode of the Ringerverse, show me. I want to I want to hear some of your predictions. Maybe we check back in at the end of the season see how right you are. You know, what are some predictions you got? Off the bat, I think is you know again like I like I've mentioned before, Omni-Man v Invincible and Omni-Man's going going to send his son to the hospital big time. Like it's not it's not gonna be close, you know. He's gonna be fighting one hand behind his back. Wait, you don't have no, you don't have any faith in Mark. You don't think Mark you can hit the gym a little bit? No, and nah. get his I, hands up. I've I've seen Omni Man sleepwalk through killing people. No, <laughs> no, Mark got no chance. I mean, he's got you know he's got his friends. 
you know, uh, Adam Eve, Rexplode. Yeah, what did you think? What did you think about his little his little group, Adam Eve, Rexplode, Duplicate Robot? They don't. They even them. I'm just like y'all don't seem ready for. No, her. no, no, no. None of them. Even like the new team they form at the end of episode three, like don't have a chance. Like it's it's not gonna happen for them. I think <laughs> I like I like. I mean, I like the, the new additions. I like um, Zachary Quinto is just doing Spock again, which is really great for him. You know, get the checks doing the same role in a different you know voice modulator. You know, <laughs> but ultim- ultimately, like. I don't. I don't think even with all of them together can can handle can handle him, uh, Omni Man. So I think like that's gonna be like that's gonna be you know what happens at the end of episode, uh, season one is you know Omni Man standing tall against everybody and just having the rest of them be like what what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to beat this guy? In terms of Mark's you know relationship life, <laughs> I <laughs> why are you laughing, Joey? Don't laugh because 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 again like. I spent a lot of time watching a lot of television shows, right? So I already already know that Eve is gonna put the moves on my guy Mark and leave Amber in the dust, bro. This is a Summer Walker album waiting to happen. Mm, I do. I'm telling you, man. Like we're gonna open season two, and Amber's gonna be on Twitter talking about like, yeah, man. That's why I saw don't mess with these dudes, bro. She gonna be subtweeting my guy <laughs> all summer long. And then uh, my last prediction is probably going to be, I think Demon Blood is going to, he's going to figure it out some way, somehow. He's going to figure it out? Sli- he's going to, Omni-Man so what, slip what up. What is he going to do? If Mark can't be Omni-Man, what the fuck is he going to do once he no, figures I mean, it out, man? Look, all, right, look, all Demon Blood's got to be like, hey, look, I got you, <laughs> right? You can either come in easy or come in hard. <laughs> I'm already in hell. You can't do nothing to me. All I got to do is tell Walton Goggins, you know, president man, about what's going down and you're finished. So like, what can we do to come to a arrangement where you don't try and kill me and you come in peacefully, you know? Like, I think that's what ultimately sets it off is Omni-Man gets caught up, right? He find, He's like, hey, Mark, I need your help, bro. They got me jammed up. Mark's like, hey, bro, I can't, I can't do that, man. Like, I'm cool with you with humans, you know? Like, I'm, I'm on set, you know? Because I mean, Omni-Man's goal, I think, like, Again, not reading the comments, not reading anything. He's supposed to be Earth's conqueror, right? Because he has that line in episode two where, like, Earth is not yours to conquer, which is like, oh, like that. I just, I didn't think that was an accident. I think that was on purpose, you know? So he gets rid of the, you know, Dollar Store Justice League, you know, Guardians of the Globe, because they're probably the ones who stand, you know, the most in his way of, of Earth conquering. And, you know, his thing is like, I own this planet. So you aliens can't come in here and take it from me, sends them packing. And whoever else wants to get these hands can come get them. Now, when Demon Blood finds out and he's like, hey, bud, you, you're a problem. You can't have you out here. I'm like, hey, Mark, we're Vilgamites. We're supposed to, you know, conquer this planet. You know, you're my son. I was hoping we could do this father son thing. And Mark's like, mm, I'm half human. I'm not really feeling it like that. You, you can't have that. He's like, come on, son. And Mark's like, no, dad. Remember, mom, you know, she's human. You know, we want to protect her. And you're like, mm, mm, no. And that's where it all comes to a head. And so I can't wait for that. Oh, all right. So we got some predictions. We got some Jomi predictions. We'll see what happens, honestly. And does this, the, the thing that now that I see that, you know, people are excited about the animated series is now I want to see what Seth Rogen does. You know, I want to see what Seth Rogen um, and Evan Goldberg do with the live-action movie. Knowing that people are rocking with the animated series gives me gives me hope that one day we'll see Seth Rogen's and Evan Goldberg's 
Invincible live action movie. Does this make you hype for the for the live action movie, my man? I gotta be honest. I'm loving the animated style. Ooh. I love it. The I love the way it looks. Like I mean, again, it's you know JK at times, but I just love the fact that they're able to do things that live action would probably be more expensive. I don't think live action can 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 do everything that we're seeing in the animated series. That's actually one of the effective things that I think the show does is like within the span of three episodes, we get Omni Man going off against against uh, the Dollar Store Justice League. We get multiple alien invasions. We get Mark and Adam Eve going against uh, going against Earthquake Man. Uh, you know, we get we get action, and I think that's probably one of the 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 hurdles that Seth Rogen and Co will have to get over is like how do you pack this much action and gore into the into a live action movie that's not from the MCU or the DCU you know i think it'll be it'll be interesting to see like you know with the amount of cgi you know practical effects like what's the, what's the breakdown there and then just you know seeing Seth Rogen's vision come to life again like you know he's he's the executive producer on the boys you know yep. so he's got background experience with this kind of stuff it'll be it'll be interesting like i'm not going to say no to more invincible you know live action animated like i'm ready you know so you ready i'm ready whatever whatever evan goldberg and seth rogan offer me i'm about it that's a great way i think i think to end what is the official first crossover episode here at the ringerverse joe me wait who would you be joe in this in this crossover i want to be black panther because i'm rich I'm handsome, and I got this vibranium drip. You feel me? Plus, I'm African already, so you know. <laughs> All right, I was about to roast you. I'm like, Black Man, really, man, really? Yes. You going yes. for a Black Panther? Wakanda forever. I don't know who I would be. Uh, you know, well, you teamed up with who's an evil? You teamed up with the Ringer Stanos. That's what I'll. That's what I'll <laughs> say. You know what I'm saying? I'm just tipping the scale. Anyone with fans. Per- you want advanced pronunciation. Thanos. Thanos. I'm, I'm, I'm riding with my man. I'm riding with my man. Okay? <laughs> you got the Ringer's Thanos and the Ringer's Black Panther here on the first crossover episode of the Ringerverse. Make sure you guys tap in Tuesday for Mallory Rubin's podcast on everything Falcon and the Winter Soldier. She will be answering all of y'all's questions. Then we have Dan coming back on Wednesday with a first reaction pod with some special guests with Godzilla vs. King Kong. And last but certainly not least, episode three of Falcon and the Winter Soldier this Friday. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see y'all later.